Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to this. It is the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. The podcast about rugby doesn't take itself or the game too seriously. I'm JB, joined by Faithful Phil. <laughs> Hello JB. And of course, down the line, as always, Tim Cocker. Hello mate. Well, hold on, I'm not always down the line. I didn't say you were always down the line. Did I say you always down the line? You just did. That's you exactly did. What <laughs> did you I actually said. say that? Well, there we go. That's exactly what he is. He's always down the line then. <laughs> That's unfair. Okay, sometimes <laughs> down the line. <laughs> on occasions, he is down the line. <laughs> well, some of us have to work on a bank holiday. Why? What, what have you been doing this bank holiday, Tim? Well, the, the Egg Chasers TMO shipping container has been moved temporarily to the... Um, excuse me, I've got hiccups. It's, it's terribly difficult to do broadcasting with hiccups. Um, been moved to the um, the Northern News UK HQ in glamorous... Stoke. Oh, amazing. In the potteries. Beautiful part of the world. Stoke-on-Trent. It has no (laughs) town centre. It's a really weird place. That is, that's where my family are from. I've had my family from Stoke-on-Trent. Cheddleton, to be precise. Leek and Cheddleton. Very nice. Exciting stuff, eh? The town centre of Stoke, I've never really visited. I've just driven through on the A50. It doesn't have one. It doesn't have one. It's five little towns. Oh, is it? Yeah. I think so. So there's there's no high... There's no high street anywhere. Anyway. Hmm. Well, I'll tell you what, there is. Town plan, town plan, in fact, to start <laughs> the podcast, starting strong. Well, i tell you what, there is next week, though. Aviva Premiership, boys. No, Gallagher. Oh, from... yeah. oh yeah, Gallagher. Sorry, Gallagher. So- sorry, money, man. It's uh, Gallagher, yeah? <laughs> I can taste it. It's the, in the air. The Avicii is dead. Long live the Gallagher. Do you know, this week, every time you step out the door, do you know that first step you take out the door every morning it's just gonna be a little snap a little crackle in in, in the air just the anticipation <laughs> by friday it's gonna be like fever pitch well even more anticipation over the next couple of days for us because we are live drafting frd fantasy rugby draft tomorrow night yeah and i've already got all all my draft picks locked down um, in, in order in order i'm pretty confident they're all going to come in at that time it's all about game theory and strategy which i'm excellent at so i have no <laughs> doubt i'll be where, where did you draft. finish last year jay it's all (laughs) it's a great question Tim it's all about the process and I know that my process is it it was slightly off last year but processes can be improved and I know as a uh, as a playoff contender the year before and nearly in the playoffs this year I might add 
kind of. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe not. Not, maybe not quite, but... But I know what I'm doing. It'll, it'll, it'll be fine. Well, if you've learned your lesson, it will be to ease up on the sale sharks, please. Well, well I, I, I'm not sure if that is at all what I took from last season. If anything, <laughs> I didn't have enough sale sharks, Flair. More sale sharks. Exa- exactly right. If I could pick Paul Deacon, I would. <laughs> um, but do you know what else? Uh, Pro 14? Incorrect. I was going to say you can find us on Twitter, at Rugby Podcast, uh, at Jay Beardmore, at Cocker, on Instagram occasionally. Also, you can watch us on Facebook Live. We're on Facebook Live right now, actually. Hello. Hello. So, yeah, you can do 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 all those things. Click subscribe, go and follow us, do all those things and help spread the podcast. Lovely stuff. Damn right. There we go. Yeah, Pro, 12, Pro 14 starts next week. It does. And I'm sort of excited for it. But I can't decide if I'm going to go and spend money on Premier Sport. Ooh, so we, we probably need uh, a bit of a reminder. Are all games going to be on Premier Sport? Is there going to be any? Because yes. previously there was a bit of a spread between BBC, uh, which you could watch online, yep. and a bit on Sky. But now everything's on Premier Sports. I think it's a Unless you live in Ireland, in which case it's error. Uh, uh, sport, which also carries uh, BT Sport, so you can get the Avicii uh, Gallagher Premiership. The Gall- indeed. Yeah, I don't know. I- I'll be on, what, three subscriptions then? Uh, Sky Sports, BT Sport, Premier Sport. And Premier Sport, plus your Netflix, plus your Amazon Pro. I mean, before you, you know, adding it all up, it- it's actually quite expensive to follow rugby now. It becomes very expensive. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's almost cheaper to go to the games. So it's, it is... Nine ninety nine per month for Premier Sports. So, the flip the flip side of this is if the if the BBC tax wasn't absolutely compulsory. The BBC I'd, tax. What's happened? I'd, well, the, what's going what's on? Called the TV license. No, what this is. Don't don't steal my th- uh, my thunder, Tim. I've spent years years cultivating this image. You don't come in here waving around <laughs> re- waving around phrases like the BBC tax. This is firmly my territory. <laughs> Well, whatever. If that if that was made merit based and optional, I might ditch that and get all the rugby instead. That's a very good point. I would, yeah, I would happily. What, you, you don't find any value in the one show? <laughs> I can't believe what generic and en- g- generic entertainment as wide a possible audience. You don't find that valuable? Weird. Uh, unfortunately, not. Yeah. Um, well, I know. Do you want to kick off as we're slightly politically, uh, slightly politically leaning right right now? Why don't we kick off with something which uh, appeared in the news this week? Ooh, yes, you're going to get on your high horse about this, aren't well, you? Well, am I? I mean, I think I actually, think sh- I think you should. I think what's done is done. But anyway, it happened. So I was uh, googling Danny Cipriani the other day. I can't remember what for, but I was googling him. <laughs> um, what was I googling him for? Presumably, it's very shortly after his court, uh, not court case, his um, hearing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's around then, okay, because that's the other story this week, isn't it? What took a magistrate's court, something like 20 minutes, took the RFU four hours to decide. Yeah, five hours, oh, more than Just five hours. A joke. Just a joke. I mean, you they, got to... in, they got into a whole nother multi pack of biscuits. <laughs> yeah. Fi- I mean, five hour hearing. The, the multi pack of bis- biscuits, obviously, that costs some money. But the. Le- I mean. Th- Rugby's got a serious, serious issue with the amount it spends on legal fees. And that isn't just me joking. I mean, this is serious. So when Sale had a an issue with one of their players, can't remember which one it was now, we were talking about the costs. Denny? It could have been Denny, actually. In fact, I'm sure it was Denny. Right. 
Sale can usually just go in there now because they've had a bit of experience and also they've got a director of rugby that, know, that knows his way around a bit. And they can basically defend themselves. They know how it works. But most other clubs employ a solicitor yeah. to do that. Now, that isn't cheap. Now, for this, the, um, for the case in question, the RFU bought a barrister in. A barrister. I mean, all those small clubs up and down the country paying their fees into the, into the RFU, do they want to know that they've sent a barrister to a bloody hearing? And, you know, you think about this. Five hours of, of officials, someone's getting paid. They're all yeah. There's there's a an independent panel yeah uh, who will all be getting paid for their time. I would have thought. Me they're, not, they're not there for the good of their health. Exactly, it's absolute nonsense. Meanwhile, you know there are community rugby coaches who are being you know take, taken away. Uh, they're they're over budget on their stand. There's redundancies. I mean, just get your priorities right. Uh, discipline is not your main priority. It's just grandstanding. And talking of grandstanding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a article appeared in The Independent by one Janet Street Porter who seems to have turned her attention to sports writing, something which she should never, ever do again. But I'm not going to go into detail about what she said, but part of it was, uh, it was contrasting Ben Stokes and Danny Cipriani. I say contrasting, well, in her mind there was no Conflating. Con- yeah, con- conflating, because there was no contrast. She uh, described them both as white middle-class, good-looking, and talented. And said, if you are those things, that automatically means that you're going to go around beating people up uh, or getting in trouble or being arrogant or some such thing. She knows so little about the subject that she's writing about that she actually said Danny Cipriani was white. He's mixed race. So after mentioning this on Twitter and, you know, kicking up a, a bit of a fuss, The Independent actually redacted their article. Wow. Yeah, so now it only says... The whole, the whole article or just that line? Just, 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 just that line. Now it just says, um, instead of actually saying, yeah, we were wrong, and actually, you know, someone's race has nothing to do with how, with how they behave, maybe the individual nature <laughs> of the person does, they now just changed it to handsome and talented. So if you are handsome and talented, I fully expect you to be going around city centres punching people now. It's a good job we're the, the neither article, of those things. Yeah. Sorry, go on, Phil. <laughs> no, it's all right, mate, go on. Yeah, thankfully I'm... Uh, the, the article that... Um, Sorry, JB. Uh, that being down the line is, is difficult from this point of view. I can't see your face. Yes. Um, but the article that that bugged me around Cipriani was from Henry Winter, who again conflated Ugh. Ben Stokes and Cipriani and declared we would never allow these players to play to play for England. I, I don't know. I don't see what. Have you noticed the Ben Stokes stuff has gone away since one of the witnesses has piped up? It's completely disappeared, completely disappeared. And I'll let you come to your own judgment about why that might be. But no, Henry Winter's wrong. He's completely wrong. Now, yeah. just going back, because we, we obviously talked about the uh, incident last week. Just going back to the RFU uh, panel, uh, disciplinary panel, mm-hmm. that came out after our uh, latest podcast. So I'm with you. I think it's something that they should not be getting involved no. in. Uh, it should have not. Should it doesn't seem like it would have needed to take five hours, but I'm actually okay with their decision. I guess more because it just reflects a position that they shouldn't be getting involved with this. So mm. they they've kind of the the outcome of the whole five hour process was he's already been uh, treated fairly enough with his fine from the magistrates court and his fine from his rugby club. So the disciplinary panel uh, or the the other disciplinary procedures which are already in place are 
satisfactory and suitable for the process, which we could have told you a week ago. Oh, my God. Five hours. Five <laughs> hours to come to the outcome of, yeah, we were kind of wrong. We were wrong to do this. <laughs> what? A... But, but on a... it, yeah, it's, um, it was over. It was overkill. I'm going to step back as well. To You mentioned Premier Sports. The one thing that would stop me from buying that is something we've discussed before. Um, is and I think there was an article, article about Johnny Sexton and it highlighted that in the last two seasons he's played nine games yeah. in the Pro 14. Amazing, isn't it? Isn't that only nine games? Yeah, over two seasons. And two of those were finals. <laughs> At least one of those was final. Yeah, yeah or knockout games. Oh, hang on. Was he in the final? He's won it back-to-back now, hasn't he? No, uh, Scarlet's won it last year, didn't they? yeah. So three of those appearances would have been playoffs, probably. Yeah. So outside the playoffs, he's played six games in two years. <laughs> there you go. So it's, it's fantastic for Ireland, and with the with the World Cup looming and big games against New Zealand looming, that's important. But but it's also it means that that ten quid a month you start to when you're paying for it, you start to value it in a different way. Mm, completely agree. I tell you what is cool. Um, the Premiership are going to start putting their A League games on Monday night, free to air. On Facebook, love on it. YouTube. I'm not sure where you get them, and I have a feeling I wouldn't mind on a Monday night while I'm kind of cooking my dinner. Yeah, and I have a feeling tuning in, and I could be wrong on this, but I have a feeling. I think Nick Heath might be commentating on them. Oh, okay, which would be pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, all, all in all, that that's the only issue I see with this is last year there were so many cancellations. So if they get some TV cameras to go and film an A League game and they cancel, and they cancel. It, that's that's poor form. Yeah. Why well, they... they won't. They won't be allowed to cancel them, will they? Yeah, I hope not. Why were the cancellations? Uh, they didn't have deep enough squads. Oh, really? Yeah, so... a lot of them were mutual. Were mutual. It was like, look, do you want to knock this one on the head? Because yeah. we're struggling a bit with injuries. Yeah, and that well, so a lot of the teams just get lads in from other clubs. Yeah. So you know, like the LV squads look nothing like they used to. In fact, what, what's releasing the LV now? The Premiership Cup. Premiership Cup. How does that work? No Anglo Welsh. No Anglo Welsh. It's just the twelve sides. It's going to be. Well, teams can name whoever they want, but I assume it's just a developmental side kind of tournament mm. oh well. for clubs. Yeah. Uh, what was what was it? Oh yeah. So they'll just get in, get in. So like, Sail Jets will just basically get the best of the rest from around. From yeah. We ever invited to play the Sail Jets? I wasn't. No, never. Really? There, there was a few. There was a few Sedgley lads who played, um, as well as like Fylde, Preston, Mac. Manchester, Manchester back in the day yeah way back in the day how, how about you Tim did you ever get the call up for Sail Jets no 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 hmm. are you hoping to get called up anytime soon I think I'd probably I'd pre- <laughs> I think I could probably wing a, wing a call up if I uh, pull, pull the right strings I know people there so, right, let, let, we should we should cover off the rugby that happened at the weekend in the rugby championship briefly definitely why that's what, my well, here's a question for you is it are we witnessing one of the great one of the greatest sports teams of all time. Nice hiccups. Or, I know, I'm really sorry, I can't help it. It's, I haven't had hiccups in years. <laughs> it's quite funny, though. <laughs> Bad timing. Uh, um, are we witnessing one of the greatest sports teams of all time, or is this just a really poor Australia team? I don't know. So, um, I, I think we're witnessing a continuation of one of the best, one of the greatest sports teams of all time, because since they won the World Cup in 2011... They've pretty much stayed at the same level, despite complete, Maybe. a complete overhaul of their team. They might be better. Well, yeah, they they probably are. But they, well, I would say they are better. But everyone should be on an upward trajectory. 
It's... But they've, they've kept their distance ahead of the pack. Do you know what the difference is between Damien McKenzie and Bowden Barrett? I, I was thinking about thinking about this. McKenzie loves throwing intercept passes. He does. Main but, difference is age. That's literally it. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you're probably I mean, right. It's a, just a when they got the opportunity. And, and the, exactly the same with uh, Moonga yeah. as well. Like if one of those guys, you know, if the order was reversed as to when they were born or when they first got their opportunity, that would be the, that would be the starting order. Yeah, that's the only. That's how good they are. So they're they're playing chronologically. Yeah, that's, that's... you just got to wait for one of them to you know disappear, get paid more, drop dead. They've got to they've got to <laughs> get out your way, like an injury, and then they'll just have Moonga and they'll have Damien McKenzie, and Moonga will do his apprenticeship under Damien McKenzie. It's crazy. And there'll probably be another couple coming through by that point. Exactly, exactly. It's just yeah. staggering. So I did like... Bo- Bowden Barrett's a witch. He is a witch. <laughs> and so are his brothers. They're all witches. They're all witches. <laughs> so I don't... Uh, there's a few reasons why I didn't really want to talk about this game. Um, Australia, New Zealand. It's because I didn't actually watch it. I didn't watch it live. Um, and then I saw the, the result. And I looked at when the tries were scored. I felt... I've seen this game. I've not only seen it once. I've seen it about five times. And I watched it and it was indistinguishable. From the the other five times that they've battled Australia, indistinguishable. So it's not really much but, to but, say. But ne- never, nevertheless, just watching the 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 totally different brand of rugby that New Zealand play to any other team, it's 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 incredible. And you don't understand it either. That's the thing. Like I watched uh, Argentina, South Africa, and I fully understand what's going on, where the battles are won and lost. I simply can't work out what New, what makes New Zealand so amazing. I mean, they're just like a a team, like anyone else, just better at everything. Yeah. They're the best best at being a team, and they have incredible basic skills. I think one of the the moments that highlighted it for me was when they absorbed wave after wave of pressure for Australia, who got into the New Zealand 22. And then there was only one one phase between that and New Zealand going the whole length and scoring. And (laughs) and that's what they do. So... that that is the point that anyone else. Yeah, that is the point that I'd like to make from this game, um, and I think so. Australia in patches defended really, really well, mm. and their defence was significantly better than last week. They played a bit of a rush defence, which put pressure on on New Zealand quite a lot of the time. But the the problem is, if you're going to play that kind of defence, you simply cannot make a mistake because the second that Australia made a mistake, New Zealand capitalised on it and yeah. every time they capitalised on those mistakes I just think I think Australia are just so used to getting beat by New Zealand now they gave up it looked to me like there's three tries which could have been avoided by more work rate and more commitment so the Franks try was it Franks Moody or? Moody sorry <laughs> Franks 100 uh, tests zero tries zero tries yeah uh, Squire yeah uh, and then Squire was just it was just a sloppy missed tackle. It's Mid- pathetic. B- bad, bad position in midfield. But like, that's, uh, that's a pop pass. Who gets beaten by a pop pass? I know. Right. And, the, and the last Bowden, uh, no, the third Bowden Barrett try. Yeah. So those just look like, you know, they're, they're, those are just effort tries. They just didn't want it enough. Now, you talk about a basic, amazing basic skills. I have no doubt you're correct there, Tim. But like, look at Australia. They're not lacking big basic skills. They just, for whatever reason, I mean, they're not looking, lacking great athletes. They're not lacking anything, to be honest. And yet, they're just not, you know, they're just well, no, nowhere it's, near it's the, it's the levels, though, isn't it? Because these are international rugby players, so you're right, of course. But mm. as Phil pointed out, they just punish any mistakes, no matter where on the field they are and what the context of the game is. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. I, I do feel like they didn't even need to punish Australia. Like, Australia's punished themselves. <laughs> um, yeah, Australia did. And it is Those tries in particular, Australia did defend with a lot of heart for big, big periods in the game, and then would just... Someone would get out of position or make a bad decision, or someone would shoot out the line, and it's New Zealand try time. Yeah. And it- I do... I've quite enjoyed... The commentators really highlighted it on Saturday, but... There was a lot of talk from some camps, particularly Crusader camps, um, about Moonga taking um, Bowden Barrett's place based on form. Uh, and Bowden Barrett did not have the best Super Rugby tournament, but responds by scoring four tries. Staggering. And, and, and he had a try disallowed as well. So he had. Which was the disallowed one, by the way? Uh, the one in the corner just before the second one in the corner. Oh, right. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so his his fourth was disallowed, and then he scored another fourth try. Incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, I guess they're very, I guess New Zealand are very, very good. Very boring, but very good. I, I still enjoy watching them play. Yeah. I mean, you can't I, not enjoy watching them play, can you? I mean, I don't, because they're just too good. Yeah, there's they, nothing... <laughs> They are too good. Yeah, there's no surprises. I think when watching New Zealand now, you've got to watch them, uh, you know, in the you know, in the greater context. You, you know, just one game is actually quite dull now because you know they're going to hammer everyone. There's no there's no struggle for them. <laughs> uh, coming coming up north, if they play Ireland next time they play Ireland, I think that will be a good game. Yeah, I can't see anyone. Oh, beat... I cannot wait for that. If I could see any autumn international match live, it would be that one. Uh, is that on the that agenda? Would be something else in November. Uh, I want to say yeah, yes. That's, up. that's happening, yeah. Is it? Uh, absolutely it's happening, yeah. Exciting. Yes, I, I agree. That's probably the one which uh, is going to be most tasty. I can't see England putting a, putting a, uh, a dint in them. I can't see... No. Conor Murray's out for a while, though. That's a, huge, that's a big loss. Is he? There's a few injuries, actually, yeah. Oh, Connor there's Murray's... a massive one which we're going to have to talk about later. Huge in- huge one. Well, for pre- well for there's Premiership a, and fa- Fancy Rugby. Um, yeah, yeah I- Ireland do play on the 17th of November. That's the one, isn't it? That'll be dynamite. Absolute dynamite. What about uh, South Africa, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, Argentina then? So another star performance by a fly half. Nicolas Sanchez was superb in this game. And do you know what? He's, he did this game, which only one other international fly half has done, I think. Or maybe even one, only one other international player has done. Uh... Did he score a a full round a drop goal penalty conversion and a try? Is correct. Interesting. I think he's only this. I might be. This might be horribly wrong. It's my understanding he's only the second player to score all four ways in one game. Nice. Which is pretty pretty cool. It is very cool. He he was brilliant. He controlled. <coughs> excuse me. Controlled the game perfectly. Uh. But it wasn't just him, though. I thought the Argentine set piece, in particular, their line out. Yeah, they really disrupted the um, the South Africa line out, and not just it wasn't just stealing the ball, but it was also slowing it down, getting stopping them from getting um, clean ball, stopping them from getting driving malls, which that big South African pack wants to do to get territory and possession and front football. So, yeah, it, it was also building up that score. And every, yeah, time yeah. They had, every time they had the ball, they looked dangerous. One of the most impressive things I thought 
I say impressive. I, we don't know if it is on purpose or what. But when they turned South Africa over, basically on their own try line. Behind their own try yeah. line. Yeah, is it Buffelli made the break to start with? No, Delgi. Delgi. Someone made some some seriously good... Uh, Batista Delgi, who scored two tries, the the winger, the steppy winger. Yeah, he amazing. Is, he is awesome. So I thought, that, that's, isn't that just such a better way to play your lines than kicking it? <laughs> it is. If it goes wrong... But this is the rugby league way, isn't it? I think Exeter were experimenting with running... With running clearances, they they called it, or something like that. Running exits. Well, as um, what was the name? Rus- Russell Earnshaw, uh, who you interviewed on Ruby uh, Dungeon, Ruby Dungeon, a few weeks ago, who was very good interview. He's excellent, way. isn't he? Really interesting for for anyone involved in the game should go back and listen to that. But one of the points he made was, it's the best time to to attack because you've got few, you've got at least three players back for a kick. And the defence are not expecting you to run. Exactly right. It's it's high risk because if you get turned over or you drop the ball or throw an intercept, it's try time against you. But it's not always a bad option. But someone at Exeter, right? This is a bit uh, tangential, I guess. Their game plan is based purely, really, on um, on possession. They want uh, they want lots and lots of possession, and that sort of would work for them if they could run their if, exits. Yeah. If anyone can run their exits, yeah, it's yeah. so much safer because you're not giving the ball away, which is key. And then, actually, you know, if you can ret- if you can retain it and run through your phases, you're looking fairly dangerous. I seem to remember that Baltista Del guy or Delgi. Uh, yeah. I seem to remember him doing that for the Jaguares as well uh, earlier this season. He's um, he's got some skills. Yeah, he's definitely got some skills. He was awesome. I wonder how the other three teams which play rugby championship are going to end up. I, it could be they win the home games. Yeah, I it, think it may well right. be like a little home home game round yeah. robin. The, 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 I suppose the, the box resurgence is on ice. They they've slipped to their joint lowest ever world ranking really? after the weekend. They they have recalled Dwayne Vermaelen for the New Zealand match. I mean, what does that, that te- what does that tell you about England? <laughs> uh, God knows. God knows. We'll see. In a, yeah. We'll see in eight weeks' time. Can't wait. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> With the box, so one of the interesting things that I've been reading is, so they're not happy with their fly-half options. So Yantes obviously was criticised, particularly in the last test against England. Yeah. Uh, Pollard did not have a great game. He had a solid first game of the rugby championship. But he's definitely their best option, isn't he? he he's a good option. So he, I, think he, I think he probably is. Um, their other options would be to call... Lambie or Usen, who's back playing for Montpellier or now. Tim Schwill. <laughs> uh, or Dimitri Kachkelis. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. Um, some people are calling for Willie LaRue at fly half. And I can't help this actually call. Ugh, no. So Willie LaRue has been brilliant recently as a second receiver. But you're causing two problems. So one, you're taking away your best fullback. But also, you're taking away... The person, the guy that takes pressure off your fly half. Yeah. So he comes in, he kicks, he distributes, he makes decisions. So he's taking pressure off the fly half. By by him going to fly half, there's more pressure on him as fly half because you've not got someone to take the pressure off him. Now, I don't know. It's what, crazy. I don't know what's happening at the moment. But what about Johan Goosen? So he played, I believe I'm right in saying, he played for Montpellier uh, yesterday in their loss their home loss to Cast, which was a repeat of last year's yeah. uh, sensational top 14 final when Cast beat Montpellier. So uh, I think I'm right in saying, let me confirm that. 
But that is his first game in a long time, so he'll be a, a way off playing. Mm, interesting. But, yeah, so he's he's not the solution for them for 10. Not right now. I think Yanchis gets a tough break, you know. He's so talented. And yet, I don't know, obviously he has the occasional error here or there. But it's about using him in the right, in the right way. I mean, when he plays for Lions, he's very effective. Yeah, he's well, he's guided Lions to three back-to-back-to-back finals. Mm. Which is no mean feat. Exactly, exactly right. Yeah, well, that's the that's the box done. That's um, uh, Argentina done. Uh, anything you guys want to say about those two games before we move swiftly onwards? So, Yohan, um, just just on that, Johan Goosen did play fifteen for Montpellier because Aaron Cruden played ten. Hmm. Well, actually, it is a little bit unfair that the only competitive club rugby on at the moment is top fourteen, and we don't talk about it. Who saw? The Prusay Red. <laughs> Me. I, I, Tim, Tim, have you seen this? I'm watching. I'm watching it now. You uh, you trying to explain this to me? Uh, it is just an incorrect a- application what? of the law. <laughs> it's just he wasn't given a red for that. He was. Yep, that's actually what happened. It in, is. It in is real life. playing rugby. Given a red card for playing rugby. It is just. It is simply wrong. It is the wrong application of the law. It isn't it, and yeah. which law? Which law was he thinking he was applying? Uh, I, I think he's leading with the elbow. I think was one of the, th- oh, the headlines. But the- if you haven't seen it, go and go and look at it. Sergio Preso catches a kickoff, at, and just steps into the oncoming tackler who's run thirty meters to smash him, and so leans into him with with an arm in a chicken wi- chicken wing position. But it, it's not like even. It, it's not it's even. Not, the, the bit, I just don't get it. I don't get it. The bit that I can't... The bit that makes it completely wrong. So the defender rushes in. He, the defender is reckless, and it's the defender's head that makes contact with Parise's shoulder because the defender is rushing in. Parise doesn't move, and it's it's contact with the shoulder first isn't it? because of poor tackle, uh, poor tackle technique. And then... As he's falling down, there is a brush of Parise's elbow onto his head. It, it's... Oh, but duty of care, Phil. Duty of care. There was contact. There no, was no. contact. Head and head and shoulder and head and elbow. So therefore, it must be a red. No, no. The, the duty of care. So I, I would actually say letter of the law. Letter of the law, Phil. It made contact. No, I would, I would actually say, oh, according to World Rugby laws, the defender was reckless because he didn't have control of his his own body as he went in, which caused his head to make contact with uh, Parise's shoulder. So mm. I'd actually say the person who committed an offence in this, according to the, the letter of the laws, is, is, the, is the defender. Yeah. Well, the defender hasn't, hasn't done anything wrong either. Yeah. Well, I don't... Well, he, he's been... He went in to try and tackle Parise and got mullered. He did. He did. He he was reckless. Play on. Let the boys play. Yeah, quite. Yeah. So, um, yeah... I don't have a problem with referees getting things wrong as such, but yeah, when you got you know TMOs and all yeah. that, I just don't this see there's a TMO decision as well. This was a really after a TMO. I don't review. see. I cannot, for the life of me, uh, understand like how that came about. But what annoys me is not so much that single event. It's at the end of the season. Say if Stad are one place away from a you know a playoff or Europe or something. I mean, literally, people get sacked for not. Uh, you know, for the, for the wrong results, this could actually end up in someone sacking, and that's well, what I hate. Fortunately, Stade Francais 
still won with a bonus point. Yeah. So it, it has no material effect on that game. Uh, and I would hope that um, the judicial body see sense and the red card is rescinded. So, yes, so Parise is not banned for any future games. No, because he definitely, he definitely shouldn't. Here, I'll, I'll tell you a weird one that happened to me yesterday. Yesterday? That's not true. Saturday. Happened to me on Saturday. So uh, the mighty Didsbury, uh, Didsbury Rugby Club, Tok H, um, we played Burnley. Right, and it was an up game, and we and we won, which is great because because Burnley beat us the last three times that we've seen them. Uh, I think the aggregate score was forty points to forty. I think it's by one point and three points. <laughs> uh, both last kicks of the game, and actually, if we'd have won those two games, we would we would have gone up two years ago. So dev, you know, devastating. But anyway, the ref said that there's been clarifications to the law, and that at our level, they're wanting to eliminate what they call flash points. Now, this sounds to me as if. They've sat down together and they've just made some stuff up for for reasons I, I don't understand. But they consider the flashpoints, i.e., where fists might be thrown, yeah, as the ruck area, right, and the high tackle area. So yeah, we get it. If someone swings and takes someone's head off, fists might fly. That sometimes happens. Fine, I get it. The ruck area, according according to this interpretation, what this meant was a. Get your hands off the ball immediately, and the referee will call what he calls a dead ruck, where then no more further competing can happen at a ruck, including counter-rucking. So the thought was... Oh, hold on, before you go any further, is this gen- is this come from the top down, or is this just one rogue ref being No, no, idiot? this is what he said that the referee society... We're talking about. I don't believe. I don't believe that this is something we're going to see this weekend. Uh, don't who, believe that. Well, let's see how the club games go in you know the northwest or wherever else, wherever yeah, else it is. So you said at this at that level, so like level seven. Level the eight. answer is I don't know if that is this. I don't know if the ref is a level five ref coming down. I don't know. You know, but that was the clarification. But this is the best part. He said that if you counter ruck. That that is a potential for a flashpoint. So do not come steaming into rucks. I don't know how else you clear out a ruck, other than yeah, with a hang up the whistle, pal. Hang up the whistle, pal, and let the boys play. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Just, it was strange. This, this is not going to happen this weekend. This was you no. just had one ref. You had one real pernickety. Yeah. Ref well, 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 the, the, <laughs> well. The best part came with. Um, he's shouting, uh, "Leave it! Leave it! Everyone, leave it! Everyone, leave it!" And then our captain storms into a, a ruck, clears it out, and goes, oh, that's okay, we pick up the ball and score. <laughs> Poor Burnley must not know what the earth <laughs> happened. But, so, just on the rooks, so ignore what seems like... Oh, you're, 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 going, you're, you're going further with this. Level 7 no. anecdote. Come on. No, Come on, no, no. Most no, no. listeners play level 7. No, I'm going away from, away from JV's rogue referee... Actually, going back to... Am I rogue broadcasting? And, and you're rogue broadcasting. And everything you do, which is rogue, you yeah. maverick. Yeah. Going back to the New Zealand-Australia game, because I thought overall Wayne Barnes did have a good game. But, I, th- I agree. But I think some of the officiating at the Rooks uh, could have been done differently, let's say. There were times when New Zealand, particularly on Hooper and, and Pocock, who were so strong over the ball... They were just like two men diving straight off their feet, yeah, to to blast out the Australian players. But they were continually allowed to get away with it. It's something that uh, Pocock spoke to the referee about, yeah, Hooper right and, towards the end. Problem with Hooper and Pocock, it's kind of like, do you know when you build massive servers? Do you know for like data storage? <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently the thing with these servers is, is you have to build them all slightly differently because one virus could wipe out all of your servers. 
So you've got to do them slightly differently. Hoop and Pocock are so similar that one tactic can remove them from the game or one <laughs> style of refereeing can make them completely, uh, completely pointless. And I think that's exactly what happened this weekend. I mean, the ref is letting, uh, letting people get away with stuff which maybe they shouldn't be allowed to. Uh, and once they're neutralised, it's kind of hard to see what else the Australian back row does. Yeah. In that Australia game, the one thing that I think people uh, were allowed to get away with and shouldn't, shouldn't have is Curtly Beale's hair. <laughs> What's wrong with Curtly Beale's hair? <laughs> oh. It was like a slick back, almost a mullet at the back. Nice. The, um... It was like an 80, It was an 80s bad guy, baddie. Oh, the, oh, the, the um, all-black reserve loose head prop. He looks incredible. Now, is that the guy with the moustache who the used to be a bouncer? Bald head with a moustache. Yeah. That is that is a strong look. Well, I'll give you another one, right? And this is a bit of an obscure NFL reference. But does anyone know a player called Richie Incognito? Yes. Right, so Richie... I, I do not. He is, he's got a bit of a storied past, okay? By all accounts, he's not a very nice man. He's, he's one of the NFL's tough guys, you could say. Uh, but not particularly savoury character. But he also looks like he's straight from central casting. Do you know, like the high school bully who <laughs> who eats too much? Like he is yeah, he's exactly it. like a high school bully. Yeah, he's exactly like that. Do you know who else is ex- look, reminds me exactly of a nasty high school bully? Go on, the South African ginger prop. What, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, Kitsoff. Kitsoff. He looks like such a bully. Like the wor- <laughs> you. I'm just fortunate I didn't go to go to school in the same year as him because he would have taken my dinner minute every day. I'm sure he's a lovely chap. <laughs> One funny thing I saw on um, Twitter, someone made made the observation. They're like, there's an inverse line between the quality of Australia's stash and the quality of their performance on the field. And they won World Cups in some of the worst kits that have ever been worn. They really have. Yeah. Their, stash, their stash at the moment is gorgeous. It is. It's very nice. Mm. I, I do you know what I did like about the Australia game. I know we're going over all ground here. But I, I really liked the uh, little ceremony for Franks at the end. And I thought... Um, yeah, you know, as gussing as it is for Hooper to lose, was it Hooper? Yeah, Hooper. So was, yeah, again, he, he spoke very warmly and very nicely about Franks. I, I, I thought, I thought that was nice. Yeah, nice. Agreed. Hmm. Uh, where, where are we going next, faithful Phil? Well, we did touch on the top fourteen uh, before, so we touched on the the impressive cast win away at Montpellier. Um, I'll just give you a couple of the other results. So we we mentioned that Stade Francais won away at Perpignan, which was. Um, Paddy Jackson making his league debut. Um, there was other league debuts for two former Pro 14 players for Racing 92. Simon Zebo and Finn Russell both started at 10 and 15. Um, they had a sensational win away at Toulon, Ooh, 25 points tonight, to nine. And Finn Russell scored two tries. Did he? Yeah. Bloody hell. So I've not actually seen the highlights of that, but that is a hell of a debut. Now, who did they have? Oh, yeah, Dan Carter. Um, and Patrick Lombie. And? And Johan Usen. And uh, Remy oh, Tellez. Tellez, yes. God, that's a, that's a hell of a stable of fly hawks. <laughs> well, a couple of them have moved on now. Is, is, has Tellez gone? Uh, I don't know about Tellez. I'd love to see him in the Premiership. Usen and Carter have both gone on. Remy Tallers must be getting on a bit now. Do you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he does become a target for Premiership clubs. Maybe a Premiership club that needs a backup 10. He's gone to Mont de Marsan, Stade Monte, Montoy. Uh, so there's no chance of him get, moving to the Premiership then if he's just moved this year. Pro de deux. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah, that's, that's quite a good start for Finn Russell. 
It's a very good start for Finn Russell away at Toulon. Um, and that does lead us quite nicely onto a bit of a review of top 14. Sorry, Pro 14. Pro 14, of course. Pro 14. So we've obviously done uh, the Premiership in some depth over the recent weeks. That is our primary league. It's also the league that we are playing Fantasy Rugby Draft on. Um, so it's far more important that we're up to date on that. Correct. But I've just done a summary of some of the kind of key transfers for the top 40. I keep saying top 14. The pro oh, nice, Phil. Nice. I'd also, add, I'd also add to what you say that when the Pro 14 start putting out first teams regularly then we'll give them much <laughs> again Tim you, you can't use these things you can't you can't come in here with your Pro 12 bashing and your BBC bashing and expect just to be okay it's not you're just taking <laughs> JB's not <laughs> JB's script <laughs> oh. so I'm just going to run through the key signings for each team uh, well not every team but the teams worthy of note so Cardiff have signed Dimitri Arhip and Samu Manoa. Okay. Dragons have made a bevy of signings. Uh, Moriarty. Including Ryan Bevington, of course. Hibar. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You, you only hear the phrase bevy when <laughs> it's in, a, it's in a, a red top newspaper talking about a group of women. Yes, that is true. Or a group of rugby players, which includes Ryan Bevington. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> what do we call a, a group of props now? Is it a bevy? A bevy of props. A bevy of props, that's right. A bevy yeah. of bootalicious props, including Ryan Bevington and Aaron Jarvis, uh, Jordan Williams and Rodri Williams. Edinburgh have done some good business. So they've, they're bring, bringing in John Barkley, Matt Scott, Juan Pablo Sacchino... <laughs> Luke Hamilton from the Tigers and Henry Pergos. Mm. So that's quite nice. So, yeah, let's talk about them for a second because that is interesting. They finished strongly last season. Very strongly. Um, they, yeah, they've got Pergos. Now, he's a guy that's kind of gone off the boil a bit. So he lost his, he's even captain Scotland, uh, I think, at some point. Uh, he lost his place to Ali Price and he's found himself at, at Edinburgh now. That's a sort of a similar route that Bennett took. And, it hasn't done them any harm. Um, Hamilton's a decent player. Sacchino is a bloody brilliant player. Yeah. Like, he will do very, very well there. Yeah. And uh, who is... John, John Barkley. John Barkley. And Matt Scott as well. Another yeah. now, handy outside centre. Hang on. Yeah, Matt Scott. I mean, when he played for Gloucester, he was almost guaranteed two, to score. Two years ago, he was brilliant. So, just going back to Barkley, he's also captain Scotland, right? Yeah. So, in fact, yeah. So, they've basically got... Two international captains in, which is fantastic news. Three Scottish in, uh, uh, internationals and Sacchino, who's very, very good. I, that, that's great business by them. 
Uh, yeah, some nice signings there. Mm. Um, Glasgow, obviously, they already had a stronger squad. They've only brought in they've brought in a few players, but the the, the two worthy of note are DTH Vandermeer, who came back last year, uh, and Nick Frisbee, mm. the Australian scrum half. Leinster have not really signed well. We saw with the Premiership that Saracens and Exeter have hardly signed anyone. Leinster don't really need to sign anyone. They've brought in a few from their academy who've been promoted, including Jordan Larmore, uh, and they brought in Joe Tamani. Wait, well. wait, wait. They, they, well, you mean they, they haven't stitched up one of the other Irish provinces by taking, <laughs> by, by demanding that they take one of Connacht's finest? Uh, well, it's actually the other way around. They're, uh, they've actually got too much talent because they're shipping some out to Munster and some out to Ulster. Bloody hell. Okay, so just go back a second. You said promoting people from the academy, which includes Jordan Lama. Yes. Was he in the academy last year? Officially, yes. That is outrageous. Yeah. But so, but now he's an adult. Imagine uh, how good he's going to be when he grows up. <laughs> well, now, now he's grown that up. That is ridiculous. <laughs> so he wasn't, even, he wasn't even a senior player last year. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, so that's a good signing. Uh, Joe Tamani is a good signing, I think. I, I, yeah. I think he'll he'll Joe turn out to be <laughs> Tamani. Now, uh, why is he not being called up to Austra- the Australian team? Uh, they probably don't need him. Well, they'd need someone because there are pictures today of uh, Plotter now and Matamua in Leicester uniforms cycling on bikes because they are already back in the country. Oh my and god! And they're already is... back in training. That is brutal. And in eight days' time, they're going to be playing the Springboks. Cheers, boys. Oof. No, is there a, are the games this week or the following week? Uh, I think it's the following week. I'll just yeah. check. Uh, that's fine. Oh, sorry. I say eighth day. I yeah. mean, on the eighth, they'll, they'll be playing. But, uh, but they can get in a, a quick premiership game in between that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a little game, nip over. Away at Exeter. <laughs> nice little, nice friendly game. I'd probably make him play the whole thing. <laughs> Eight whole 80 minutes for Plotter now, for Hooker. Um, so the other sign-ins, Munster have brought in a few players. They've brought in three very good. So Ty Byrne, Mike Haley, and Joey Carberry. Yep. Now, nice. I think Mike Haley will do okay. Uh, but I don't think he's the best so-called Irish signing an Irish province has made from sale. Which we'll come on to in a second. Yep. Osprey's two main signings are... Scott Williams and George North. That's smart. Uh, not so much George North. Uh, well, and also the um, scrum half as well, which who, who you've not, not mentioned. Who's the scrum half? Uh, what's his name? The guy from Scarlet's, the backup Scarlet's. Oh, Alad Davis. Alad Davis. Yeah. I think he'll have a, 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 a bit of an impact. So actually, Scott Williams and Alad Davis, I think, I, I'm not sure if we're going to see much of North. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But uh, Scott, Scott Williams in particular is a tremendous signing and a huge loss to Scarlet's. I mean, I'm surprised they let him go, particularly as of losing. The leadership of Barkley as well. Well, they they have brought the other way. So Scarlets have got Kieran Fonatia. Yeah. Um, they've brought in a few others. So they brought in Blade Thompson from the Hurricanes, Uzair Kazim from Cheetahs, and Sam Hidalgo Klein. Okay, from Edinburgh, uh, and then Ulster. So I'm a bit worried about Ulster. We've had two pastings in pre-season. Okay, uh, to Gloucester and Wasps. We. The signings are not too bad, but it's going to take a long time for that squad to to bed in. So sign Marty Moore, Geordie Murphy, Will Addison, who is the one that you mentioned before. Correct. Billy Burns and Henry Spate on a short-term deal. So they, they're decent names. How uh, 
Mm. Dan McFarlane gets them playing into a squad is going to be interesting. It's going to take time, isn't it? And that's the, it is. that's the beauty of playing Pro 14. You know, you do have a lot of time to kind of get established. There's no... I mean, this is what play... It's rubbish for the fans, I guess. It's kind of like watching being, you know, your NFL team being the Browns and rebuilding for next year. But at least you don't get relegated. At least you can blood some youngsters. You can experiment with some stuff. Will Addison will be really good in that role. I think he'll take a senior leadership role pretty, pretty quickly, actually. Um... Yeah, I, I think long term you'll be fine, but there's going to be some growing pains in between. Marty but, but, Moore's a nice signing, by the way. Yeah, Marty Moore's not bad. We, we need we need more. So Jordy Murphy and Marty Moore in the pack will boost it. Um, we need more. Well, you've... Um, and interesting. So Nick Timoney, who's young lad, number eight, has scored a couple of tries and looked pretty good, although he's inexperienced. Mm-hmm. If Kurt Seer can get himself back fit. He so, is fit, isn't he? He's had his so first he, game in... He played against Wasps, but he played games previously. <sighs> so if he can get himself back fit, then that would be like a new sign-in. Yeah, it would. Uh, I think that's huge. Who's the other massive South African who's not he's, he's not fit for you? Is uh, there two of them? You, is it, it's over there. Uh, massive South African. I'm sure you Oh, got... we got the... Um, the guy from Munster last year. Uh, De- Dezel, is it? Yeah, Jean Dezel. And is, is he fit yet? Um, I've not seen his name, in, I've not recognised his name in the team sheet, so I don't think so. No, okay. <laughs> Probably not. That's the end of that then. Um, nice one, Phil. So there you go. I've probably missed oh. a load of players and people would be really yeah. annoyed at so you've wow. missed So you've missed a Scarlet's player out, who I actually think is going to be important in signing for them. Uh, Mark Jones from Sale has gone to gone to Scarlets this week. Oh my word! The, the, the only ones you stopped to talk about were Mike Haley, Will Addison, and my, now Mark Jones. That, Mark, I didn't. I did not include Mark Jones because well, I, I can't help but think he'll be going as a squad player initially because, of course, the sheriff is immense, right? But he's got a lot to offer, and I think it's not a coincidence <laughs> that he's gone during the World Cup year. It's not a coincidence. So In- he, interesting, t- a tough, tough guy. Interesting. There we go. Hmm. Um, I... So there is one other bit of news. Before we get on to predictions for next week, there's one other bit of <sighs> news. We should have mentioned with Parise, really, uh, because it was a bit of disciplinary action for one of JB's beloved Sale Sharks players, Chris Ashton. Chris Ashton, yeah. Uh... Nice nice little seven-week ban to start the the uh, season with. I know this is a bit tinfoil hatty, right? I do think there is a conspiracy. Like, <laughs> Here we go. Oh, my word. <laughs> no, I genuinely do. Like, I can't understand. You, hold on, hold on. You're not joking. You genuinely think that there's a conspiracy. <laughs> not against uh, a team as such, but against Chris Ashton. Because I just think he's been... Like, every time something happens in his life, the RFU comes down on him like, I, like a ton of bricks. I just can't help thinking that he's done something somewhere... No, like... they didn't. What? No, they didn't. They gave him the entry point for that offence. So they're backing up the referee and saying that was the offence for which the entry point lowest ban is six weeks, but we're adding one extra week because he didn't plead guilty oh, and it. he's had previous. But do you know what, Tim? Do you know what they should be doing? No, sorry, sorry for, sorry for uh, bringing some sense and fact <laughs> to the conversation. Hey, keep, 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 keep your facts, pal. Right? <laughs> uh, this is how it should work. And I'm deadly serious about this occasionally just occasionally you should see sense and 
People say, oh, um, you know, isn't it terrible? Old, old boys club this, old boys, old boys club that. No, it's not. It's brilliant. And they should have said, do you know what? We'll just ignore it. Just fine. We'll carry on. They had to look, apparently, they had to look at phone footage from the crowds to <laughs> appreciate if this tip tackle occurred or not. I mean, it's just ludicrous that they go through all of this process to give a player seven, a seven-week ban. He was persuaded well, by... Yeah, there, them. Was quite, there was quite a clear different television television camera angle well I've seen the television and camera angle I don't think I'd give him seven weeks for that and also it's a pre-season game they don't count nothing <laughs> about pre-season well, counts nothing the, well that, that's what Joe Marler put on Twitter he's, or, he's like you can get banned for a pre-season game crazy that was his thought Correct. now let me, let me be clear I, I actually don't like the fact that you can get a six week or upgraded to a seven week ban for that particular offence I don't think it was that severe and I wouldn't mind a little bit more flexibility in the laws. All I'm actually saying is that the laws have been applied. Do you know as as they are as they are put down? You know, um, the the show Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Yes. Do you know the way like Buddy Ryan? Is it Buddy Ryan? Not Buddy. Buddy. Anyway, Buddy Garrity. Buddy, Buddy, Buddy Garrity. Garrity. Buddy Garrity and the good old boys. I mean, if this was like an American high school team or a college team, the boosters would all get around. It'd be hushed up. Swept under the car, but no one. That's kind of how it should work. <laughs> I mean, I'm completely serious. Camera, cameras destroyed the footage. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's our game, right? And we'll do what we want with it. <laughs> Why we have to bow to pressure to be disciplining players for preseason games? I I I, I do not know. I'd, I'd be I'd be behaving like bouncers on Dean's Gate, get Dean's Gate lock, lock and uh, throwing phones into the canal to uh, get rid of evidence. <laughs> well, the, the one thing about this, the the thing that's come out of the Ashton thing is exactly when he's going to resume playing because there was some sale apparently I don't know when they arranged this but apparently there was a friendly against sale against sale FC this weekend was which it? hadn't been put in which hadn't been put in or that's what was claimed at one point apparently I don't I don't know it's all very I don't really understand what's going on because it wasn't on either club's fixture list but then there was some talk. That, oh, oh yeah, there's a friendly, yes, good lads. There's a friendly against Sale FC, which would then make him available for the first European round. There you go. But, That's <laughs> smart. I'd have. But I think, but I think the RFU have um, have looked into it and said, "No, we want proof that there was a this was a proper game. Otherwise, what does that mean? He's not going to be. I mean, they don't even have proof that the bloody cast game was a proper game. <laughs> it wasn't a proper game. Well, if you can get banned for it, it's a proper game. No record of a friendly until. A few days ago, yeah, well, they, can do, they can do what they want. I'd have a friendly every day this week. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. what I would do. That's, that's, that's what I was thinking. They could sort that right out. Oh, it's just a joke, isn't it? The whole thing's a joke. And I'd say it's a, if it was any other, any club, <laughs> oh, any abs- player, you would be just as voiceless if it was any well, other yeah. club. And I, I, the thing about Ashton, which sticks in the, <laughs> sticks in the in the throat for me, is that he's been persuaded to come back, presumably not just on a hunch he might be in with an England shout. And then immediately, immediately, they hit him with this. I mean, which is it, boy? The, the, the all of you are so disconnected in what in what they do. Uh, it's just, it's not well, right. It's not right. But once again, I would say that I, I'm not. I, I am saying I, I don't like the fact that you, you know someone's getting a seven week ban for this. However, there was one very simple way to have not got a ban at all. Don't uh, stay in too long. <laughs> stay in, stay in too long. You know, don't don't bring your name, don't bring your star power, don't bring in the extra crowds, don't bring your tries, don't play for England. Get you know, staying too long. Don't tip tackle scrum halves off the ball. It looks like Cockett was asking for it. If you watch it again, if there's mitigating circumstances, 
<laughs> now, there is not, there's, there wasn't enough uh, conclusive evidence for me, and also they just uh, they went out their way to ban him. Is is my opinion? Just quickly, a few other players that are unavailable for a what? A while for a different reason, not because of disciplinary issues, but Jimmy Gopperth is out for nine months with an ACL injury. Devastating for him. Massive for fantasy rugby draft. This is uh, this is quietly some of the biggest news news of the week. Yeah. I mean, it's it's enormous. Wasps now. Lima Sopawanga is not going to be available for this first game. Is he not? So you got the, the youngster Billy Searle that they've just brought in, or um, Rob Miller as your fly half option, Ooh. which is. Uh, not what Wasp were thinking. And Rob Miller will also be your first choice 15 option because of uh, Willie LaRue. Oh, dearie me. Yeah, that's... Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure Wasps are going to do so well this year, but I, I get lots of stick for saying that because they always do. But, <laughs> I mean... You do. The, uh, Jimmy Gopeth, uh, losing him is huge because he plays 12. He's also the second choice fly half. He kicks most of their points. I think with Cipriani going, he was that. I bet, I guess he was that rock who they, they were going to try and stabilize things around. And now he's not there. Goodness me. Who do you think you're more negative about, Wass or Leicester Tigers? I'm quite positive about certain aspects of Leicester Tigers this year. Mm. And one of the reasons is for the same reason that I'm negative on Wasps, because I tell you who they could have done with now more than, more than ever. Is a fit and firing Carl Eastman. <laughs> yeah, they, I mean that would have really helped them they quite a lot. They could have done with him, yeah. Um, so you know, he played. I think the whole eighty on Friday night or whenever they had their friendly it was very, very good. Manu played as well without any strapping. Yeah, Manu bursting tackles, offloading. Yeah, Manu looked good. The so, back three looked good. Yeah, if they can get it together, I mean, they they you know, again same with most, same with almost every team except for maybe Saracens and Exeter. Uh, yeah, if they get their first fifteen fit and firing, they're, they're going to be great. Wasps are in, the, are in that category, but they're missing two senior uh, senior fly halves and their fullback, who might arguably be they're, they're only missing Sopawanga for a game. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a a game, and they're still missing their uh, fullback too, who is absolutely vital for them. Charles Piatal looks like it. Well, there's no w- w- exact word on what his what his injury is, but he suffered a knock. A shoulder, um, shoulder knock, I read, injury. but yeah. nothing's confirmed about the severity and timescales. Which, obviously, we're very interested about because twenty-four hour, in, in news coming out in the next 24 hours with our fantasy rugby draft. Charles Pierce, I would be a ridiculous signing, in, in my opinion. What, for fantasy rugby draft? Yeah. He, he would be... I, I'm very, very tempted by Sir Charles. Uh, uh, I early, think... early doors, because he'll... Bristol will have to get every minute of every game they possibly can do out of Sir Charles. Yeah, do you think absolutely. there's any chance he might have lost a step? Uh, not really. I mean, he's still got a lot of steps. He's, he's still got plenty. He's very of stuff. steppy still. Yeah. Um, how he old beat, is he? He about... beat a lot of men playing for Ulster. Yeah. Being very steppy. In, mm. in an awful Ulster team at times as well. Uh, well, okay. How, how old is he? About 28? Something like that. Yeah. Prime. Late, late 20s? Uh, 26. Wow. <laughs> Bloody hell. I wish you could go and play for Tonga in the World Cup. I really do. Shame. Oh, well. Uh, right, so shall, we, shall we preview the games then? Because we've spoke about the, um, spoke about the injuries. Let's, let's do the games, boys. Let's do the games. It's been a, it's been a long time. So, Pro 14 first. Go on then. Uh, Friday night, we've got three... The enthusiasm, brimming with enthusiasm there, Jay. <laughs> 
Three games oh, on, on Friday night. We have got Cardiff Blues hosting Leinster. Cardiff Blues hosting Leinster. Give me Cardiff Blues. I think they'll really? be buoyant from their European Cup win. European Shield or whatever it is that they won. Um, and they've got Manoa in there. And I think they're all generally speaking on a bit of an upwards curve, Cardiff. I think they'll be, they'll, they'll be up for this. And also, I think, I think they've got the highest season ticket sales they've had in years there. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Um, give me Leinster, despite all of that. Yep, agreed. Ospreys host Edinburgh, which I think will be an interesting game. Uh, Ospreys going to going to depend if they finally start playing some nice, some, some nice rugby. I think Edinburgh, Edinburgh away. Yeah, uh, I'm tempted uh, to go Edinburgh away as, as well. Actually, nice, I am as well. Nice Home new badge, nice new kit. I'm going to go with Edinburgh. And then Zebra host Southern Kings, the worst two teams in the competition. So. Let's move what, on. What an opener. <laughs> um, on Saturday, we've got a three o'clock kickoff with Connacht Glasgow, mm-hmm. which I think Glasgow will win. Yep. Munster hosts the Cheetahs, which will be a home win. Dragons uh, host JB's beloved Benetton. Here we go, boys. So this is important, actually. And you... Dragons have brought in quite a few handy players. They have, but we all thought Dragons were start turning the corner last year and they won two games or something ridiculously small. <laughs> But so, they, they have brought in a load of players from then, from that point. Yeah, they have. Uh, I still think uh, Dean Bird's wrecking crew are going to absolutely <laughs> destroy them. Uh, give, yeah, give me Benetton. Damn right, give me Benetton. Give me Dragons. Ridiculous. Dragons. And then Ulster have got a tough, tough uh, start to the yeah. season, hosting Scarlets. Hmm. If you're going to have a tea, oh, I don't know. H- you could have done with something else. Scarlets with Jonathan Davis fit again. Oof. Uh give me Scarlets, I'm afraid. It's gonna yeah. be another heavy loss for Ulster. Three three on the bounce. I think it Yeah, you're right. It's gonna be Scarlets that win. Will Addison Patrick. <laughs> Is uh Mike Haley gonna get any tries in the um the I, Munster game? I I would he start? Uh I I'm not sure. Well Zebo's gone, hasn't he? Yeah, maybe. So, uh, he might move Conway. If he 15. plays, I think he'll get a try, yeah. And Mark Jones hat trick as well. Uh, yep, Mark Jones will come on second, second half, shore up the scrum. And score a hat-trick. Probably he'll, he'll get on the score sheet. Um, right, to the Gallagher Premiership. Here we go. Hell yes. Friday night, Friday the 31st of August. I'm Seven, so excited about this game. 7.45 It is the West Country derby. Uh, Bristol, Bristol Bears even, hosting Bath Rugby. Right, so great place to start. Here's what I would... Okay, so before we go into this, let me just talk about Bath a second. I posted on Twitter, a little tweet, uh, about the Bath team which played in the 2014-2015 season because BT Sports are having reruns of like premiership games now. So I thought, I thought that I'd watch it. And just the contrast of what Bath could be compared to what they are now. I mean, I, looking, at the, looking at the team that Bath fielded that, that day... Yeah, admittedly, it did involve um, Sam Burgess. Sam Burgess. But they were set to literally dominate for years and years and years. And it's all fallen to pieces. So they ridiculous. George Ford, yeah, so obviously gone. It was Peter Stringer, George Ford, Carl Eastman, uh, Jonathan, Jonathan Joseph. They had Watson on the wing, who apparently has been linked uh, away from Bath this week. Although he's... He's got a bad injury He's as out, well. yeah, in, for a long uh, time. Indefinitely. Um... Jonathan Joseph at fullback. It was Banahan. What Watson at fullback? You mean? 
what did I just say? Jonathan Joseph. Yeah, Watson. Uh, Banahan one wing and Rocket Gooney on the other. Wow. I mean, that's just lethal. Uh, they had Carl Ferns on the bench yeah. and Devoto on the bench. Yeah. You know, and uh, Ollie Woodburn was at the club, but didn't even make the squad. I mean, that's... But have you seen... I don't know why you're talking about a squad from years ago, because have you seen their squad now? It's outrageous. Do you, do you think? So I was, I was thinking about... Uh, absolutely. Uh, who is... Absolutely. Okay. Their squad is unreal. Okay, so here, here's, here's a challenge for you then, Tim. Who would get in that back line now... Yeah, who in the squad will we get into that back line now? Well, you named several players that are still there. Um, Rocket Aguni. So, no. Anthony so, Watson. So, uh, yeah. Jonathan Joseph. So, there's, so, there's no Stringer, right? Who yeah. I think is better than, than the current, current, current options, particularly. No. Oh, then Carl Ford to a lead. Oh, actually, that's a good point. Yeah, him. Um, <laughs> Ford is probably better than the. Freddie Burns or Preston. Yeah, yeah. That, that's true. Eastman. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Eastman is better than Jamie Roberts. Yeah. Uh, and then. Well, I'm not having that. Eastman, Eastman is better than Jamie Roberts. 100%. Well, well hold on. What are you depending, judging this on? Depending the best, on what the best team that Eastman's ever played? Or what, what did Eastman do last year? He fits and starts. <laughs> he, he, he came on. Yeah. Came, came on. Came, came on, immediately off. Uh, two, two high shots in 10 seconds. R- red card off. R- red card, eight-week ban. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is we don't need to go into a, a, yeah. a big long discussion about this, the Bass squad a few years ago and the Bass squad now the point is it's their right. squad is absolutely stacked I think I think they're going to be struggling this year I actually think Bristol are going to win this if you're in their back row just if you want to talk about a, sta- a stacked squad their second row and back row options are ridiculous yeah and yeah, it's great yeah. it's great as well isn't it seeing, seeing, seeing Atwood finally back well that's if he actually plays but they're not happy. the other thing about Bath as well is they're not a happy camp I mean, that's just one of those things. They're having to release players because they can't afford them. All, all sorts of bits and pieces. I think Bristol are going to turn them over. Right. So, after digesting a three-year-old game and critiquing... No, Bath- no, 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 no. That was just an interesting aside. <laughs> okay. Just an interesting so, aside. You're, so, you're saying a Bristol win? Yes. That's what Ooh. I'm saying. Because I actually think a team led by Pat Lamb are a lot happier than a team led by... Todd Blackadder and not so much Todd Blackadder but the actual higher ups in Bath who are not doing a good job interesting I think it would be an interesting start to the season um, on paper the Bath squad is significantly better than the Bristol squad Yeah, but I, you probably make a fair point about um, Pat Lamb versus Blackadder yeah Blackadder who it seems his speciality is not winning trophies with amazing players. With amazing players, I mean, no one. I mean, I I might give him a run for his money if I have got into coaching. No one has had more amazing players and at less their trophies. Yeah. Um, what do you say, Tim? I, I've got, a, I've got a feeling about Bristol. I, I do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Bristol. I'm t- huh. Yeah, I'm tempted. Mock me all you want, boys. Well, no, you were, you were saying the Bath squad is bad, which I definitely disagree with. That doesn't mean I think they're going to win the game. And also, a load of their players won't be playing because of injuries and unavailability. For, Solo, for well, example, yeah, it's not a well put together squad. Just because you've got talent in there doesn't mean it's not necessarily well put together. True. Whereas the old Bath squads were. So we're all going for Bristol wins on Friday night. Yeah! Mm. Wow. Go In- Bears! Interesting. Okay, uh, there's a two o'clock kickoff on Saturday. Oh, by the way, can I just point all of our listeners to um, same which Tim's done a review of a, a, a review of Bristol Bears. Where can we find that, Tim? 
Uh, on our Facebook page. There, there we go. Just search Egg Chasers podcast on Facebook and you'll see it. Oh, are you doing um, any yeah. more? Yeah, I'm going to try and do it regularly, yeah? Excellent. Excellent, yeah. As much as, I, as much as I can, as much as time allows. Go and have a look at that and, and take his advice. Don't look at Bristol Bears. <laughs> Bristolbears.com. Yes, or, or do whatever, that. whatever the username. Don't, don't do that. I'm too afraid to, to type it in. Um, well, that's fine. It's fine. It's harmless. It's perfectly fine. Um, but it's not the Bristol Rugby website. That's that's the point. Um, I'm, I'll be at the Gloucester game. Nice. This oh. is my uh, season debut. Nice. Uh, and who've Gloucester got, Romy? Northampton. Tasty, this one. Isn't it? So this is two of the teams that have done the most business other than other than Bristol. Brought in quite a few players, both of them, and some, some key players for both of them. It's hard to know what to make of it, although based on home and based on their good start last year, I'm going to say Gloucester to win. I don't know. I mean, I really, I think Gloucester would win because Northampton are a pretty, pretty poor, or at least they were at the end of last season. Who are the reinforcements that are going to really make a difference to them? Uh, which one to, to Northampton? Yeah. Bigger. Bigger. Uh, Naira hmm. the winger. I think Haskell will make a difference. Haskell will make a massive difference, yes. Uh, in terms of leadership and the team dynamic, yeah. Um, ben Franks will make a difference again. Experience. That's, That's big. That's big. Just shoring up the scrum. Cornerstone for the, for the scrum. But there's no captain, is there? As in, there is a captain, but Dylan Hartley's still out, I understand. He's back training. Well, he's, co- he's co-captain. Well, he's, he's captain now. Laws? I can't remember who the other co-captain is off the top of my head, but he's been co-captain for this season, so... Hmm. Yeah, that I, could be an indicator that um, well, one he's going to be away with England, and two that um, Mikey Haywood's been that good. Yep. Oh yeah, Mike. How on? Mike is Mikey Haywood not the other co-captain? No, Waller. Mike may well be. Yeah. No, no. Is it Waller? So. It's, it's one of the front rowers. Uh, it's Waller. Yeah, Waller. It is, it's Waller. Yeah. Good shout. Uh, I think Gloucester. Hmm. Gloucester. I think this is the hardest. The hard, this, I'm finding this. The hardest call out of all the games this weekend. Ooh, I, wonder... I think Gloucester should nudge it just. Gloucester, but at it's going to be time. So I can't wait to see yeah. what, what what team Gloucester pick. You know, I mean, pack aside, uh, they're obviously going to go with Willie Hines if he he is he is fit. I, I assume. Yeah, mind you, Velikot probably is training Vel- rather well. He's Velikot's a good. Uh... Impact. Yeah, he is. But let's not. Let's and not just face the other one. But anyway, let's not go into all that. Yeah. Let's do not... they, you know, is, is, is Williams going to get a run? Is it going to be Atkinson? Is Trinder going to be in the mix? What about 12 trees? They've got so many players there. They've got options. 12, um, what do you call it? Woodward. They'll have to find a place for him or Marshall. Woodward and Marshall, yeah. I mean, they've got so many options. Banners. Banners God, coming yeah. in. Yeah. So they're going to be uh, rather who, difficult to stop this year. Who to pick for fantasy rugby draft? Well, that's I, it. Northampton have looked very good in the preseason stuff I've seen. Mm. Interesting. Gloucester. So, yeah, give me Gloucester at home. Just there's, Gloucester, just. But that's a tight one for me. There's two three o'clock kickoffs. Uh Worcester host Wasps. Which Worcester. Which yeah, it will not be as easy for Wasps as you might have thought. It's not easy for Wasps, but they're going down. Uh I'm tempted as well to go for for Worcester. I'm, I'm I am going to be interested to see what the uh, first choice Worcester centre partnership is going to be. Uh, I, I still of... think that Wasp pack is uh, is, is going to do a number on them. Although 
Worcester look Worcester look good. Yeah. Mm. I do think Worcester without Will Spencer isn't quite as tough as it needs to be. Uh, no Donica O'Callaghan either. No Christian Scotland Williamson. Who do they have at second row? Dave Denton gone as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, you make a good point about the pack. But I do think Worcester will do them. Uh, their centres, if I can bring them up. Oh, their centres. Venter, Francois Venter's a baller. Is he? They've got, I don't know how they're going to fit them all in. Who? Worcester? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, no, don't worry about Venter. He's no one. You shouldn't. You shouldn't bother. Don't even look. Oh, at the sorry. Photograph. Sorry. You, you're talking about their centres. Yeah. Yeah. You said centres. Yeah. I am interested in their centres. JB's musing over their locks, but I am particularly interested in uh, in Worcester's centres. Hmm. But don't, don't worry. Don't, none of them will be any good for fancy rugby draft. They feel. Yeah. You, you're right, Tim. You're right. Definitely no good. Definitely no good at all. Um. So. JB, you're saying Worcester. Tim. Correct. Who are you saying? Wasps. I think I'm going to go Wasps. I think it will be very close, though. Uh, then the the 4.30 kickoff. So so is the Gloucester game and the Exeter-Leicester game, are they both on BT Sport, Tim? Both on BT Sport, Phil. Superb. Um, mm. So 4.30, Exeter host Leicester. I can't see anything other than an Exeter win. But what I want to see from this is a good performance from that Exeter team. Sorry, from that Leicester team. Yeah. Something that could, like, sturdy up their kind of league position. Well, the thing is, you simply don't know how Leicester are going to play. I mean, when if they show up... Are they at home or at Sunday Park? Sunday Park. Right, so they, show, Park. they show up to Sunday Park with Ford. I might have mentioned this guy before. Eastman. Um, Manu. You love listing backlines with Eastman in today. Oh, God, yes. Uh, you know... <laughs> It's uh, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be really, really tricky because those you boys throw, can really, really play. You throw Ben Youngs, Toulouse Vianu, and Johnny May into it. Yeah, uh, fairly handy. They are missing a winger. Brady would be very handy right now. Oliver Fella. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you think? Do you think Tom Brady is more potent going forward than Oliver Fella? Comfortably, comfortably, interesting, comfortably. Um, yeah, but. Exeter just are going to be too well-rounded. Yeah. I, I do like the addition... It'd be interesting to see who gets their fly-half jersey, because in the game against Munster, Steno was fly-half. Really? Mm. It's going to... I think the packs are going to be, you know, particularly well-matched. Uh, Leicester's additions are very are very impressive. I do think that they've, they have spent well on people like uh, Spencer, and you know, a couple more ball carriers can't, can't harm. But they're not... They're not A grade talent. Yeah, it's not like signing Louis Pickamols, is it? No, it feels kind of like they've they've got a load of six and a halfs. Yeah. Uh, in yeah, well, Thompson's injured, but Denton, Calamaphoni. They all seem uh, like lower Mike, grade. Mike ver- yeah, they all seem like. Oh, that's that's another injury as well, isn't it? Thompson. Thompson is. Yeah, he's out for a good chunk of time. So they all seem like lesser versions of. Um, Don Armand. Yeah. It's probably the best way to describe most of Leicester's signings, actually. Especially when you have uh, Mike Williams and Fitzgerald. Now, they are, they do have some injuries, though, in the back row. I think O'Connor's out as well. He's, he's missed quite a lot of rugby recently. Yeah, which, which is bad. Uh, yeah, Exeter. 
Exeter. Uh, they started in the back row. They started former Wales under twenty captain uh, Tom Reffel as their open side flanker at the weekend. Is he, he must be. He must be a relation to Sam Reffel, the Saracens youngster. Don't know. Oh, don't know. know. Never heard of the guy. I hadn't heard of him until I saw the team sheet the other day. I'll tell you what would be an amazing comeback story is this year's Premiership top try scorer. Uh, Tom Brady. Nope. Mark Jones. Oh, no, he's a uh, Pro 14 now. Cuthbert. Cuthbert. Rising he from the ashes. season yet. Has he not? Why is yeah, that then? No, he isn't. Now, you need to do your research, mate, for, for tomorrow night's draft. Now, extra Chiefs. So I had... Um, Woodburn last year, who was superb. Mm. Um, Exeter Chiefs, their strength in depth in their back three does make me a little bit nervous for game time for for my boy Woodburn. Cordero, yeah. Noel, Woodburn, Woodburn Short, yeah. Cuthbert. Noel coming back fit as well. Wallers, Noel, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Exeter to win. Mm. Exeter to win, definitely. And then the final game... Uh, a repeat of the game that we watched out in Philly last year, Newcastle Saracens. Can't be the final game. Who, who are Harlequins playing? Oh, sorry, Harlequins play Sale. Oh right. Um, we we don't need to go into that in any depth at all. Well, why not? It's, it's a critical. It's a critical game. <laughs> I I would say it's not at the AJ Bell. Is it? It's at it, it's at the stoop. At the, at the stoop. God, yeah. that, that'll be. That'll... You, missed, well, you missed one on. You missed one on Saturday. The Quins game. Um, yes, that's what we're saying. Yeah. So Queen Sale, right, yeah. That that oh, I don't know about that one. I I honestly don't don't know. I I have a feeling Quinns might have a very hard year, but I don't think that will start on Saturday. I've got a feeling it's going to be a Quinns win. I would also go for a Quinns win. I think I'm going to go for a Quinns win. The bare defence. <laughs> bare, barely defending. <laughs> That's last year. <laughs> Yeah, what, 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 was that their motto last year? Barely defending. <laughs> Hibernate from November through to February. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that yeah, we're going to keep with that. <laughs> Barely defending. Um, yeah, so we're all going for Quinns, and then the final game: Newcastle host Saracens. Newcastle host Saracens. Loads of expectation around Newcastle. Going to get pumped by Saracens. Yes, <laughs> I think it is going to be a tough start to the season. Tim, I don't think it'll be a pumping, but I think it will be a Saracens win. Yeah. Do you know that I think it'll be Saracens win by fifteen? Does that count as a pumping? Uh, What's pumping? Twenty? Twenty plus is a pumping. I yeah, win by fifteen for Saracens. There we go. Mm, yeah, it, I think it will be a win. I'm look very much looking forward to that game as well. As a result, I'll I'll, I'll talk to you about. Off the pod, but um, we'll have to record a little bit later because I'll be able to train back from Newcastle. Oh, you work in both those games. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Love it. Rugby oh. season's back, baby. I love it. There is just, love it. There is just one more uh, team which we've not spoken about yet, which we need to do very, 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 very quickly. Um, sorry. Oh, actually, do you know also the women's, uh, the Terrell, well, what's it called? The... Um, the women's uh, permission. Terrell fifteen. Terrell fifteen's ki- kicks off this week as well. So the English Championship and uh, the game, my game of the week. There, you've got Ealing Trailfinders, the Pretenders. You've spent a load of cash. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Against London Irish on Saturday, seven fifteen. So I assume that might be televised somewhere. 
Oh, it might be. Yeah, it might be on Sky. Yeah, yeah. Often... fifteen p.m. kickoff, which could be could be worth looking at because Ealing Trailfinders. This is their best chance. This didn't is... they say? Didn't someone say the other day in some interview somewhere along the line that if if Ealing got promoted, it would raise concerns. The Premiership would be concerned with that, which means, in corporate speak, you're not coming up. Doesn't necessarily mean they're not coming up, but yeah, there was there was an interview with I can't remember who it was with someone at, at Premier Rugby who said there would be concerns. Right? Can I just point out how? Do you know, do you know what else, one other thing. Do you know what else on Saturday afternoon? I know it's a it's, it's lower down. It'll be lower down the table, I imagine. But Richmond v London Scottish, they play at the same ground. Really? So yeah, yeah, that'll be quite a tasty game. That, that and a first a first game for our new fancy rugby draft manager. Ah. Oh. London Scottish Nick Rouse. Nice. Have you got any inside information on how their preseason's been? How the build? How their build-ups going? No. No. I don't. Brilliant. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) No. (laughs) Fantastic. Uh, Actually, let's just leave it there, and uh, we'll come back next week with uh, what? Well, season five is it? Well, season four. Our fifth. uh, It's not our. It's not our fifth full season, but it's the fifth season we will have been broadcasting over. There we go. We'll be back with season five next week, which is rather exciting. Yeah, damn right it is. I can't wait. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Cannot wait. Four uh, fo- sleeps till till rugby. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Rugby Podcast on on the Facebook. It used to be called the Facebook, but by the way, uh, and also Instagram and all <laughs> and all the other things. And go and check out Tim's uh, Tim t- Tim's video. Hopefully, one of many. Damn right. Nice one, Joe. Jay, I'm, I've, had, I've had hiccups the whole of this podcast. This is ridiculous. It's almost as brave as when, um, uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his radio one? James. What's his name? Greg James. Greg James. It's almost as brave as when Greg James swallowed glass on air and carried on broad- broadcasting. Swallow? Oh, I don't even want to know. Yeah, he, he swallowed glass back. back. It, it's all, Tim's efforts tonight are almost as brave as uh, the people that got on the wireless during the Second World War. <laughs> that's that's it's comparable it, it is comparable it is comparable well done Tim thank you I appreciate it right until next week goodbye hold on gents in a bit bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.